Hello, everyone. This is Luke John Louis, the host of the Deep Voice Man Show. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, we have a treat in store for you guys. Uh, our guest is Hannah Belouche, and uh, she is a freelance copywriter at Belouche Media LLC. And uh, we are very fortunate to have her here with us. Uh, she is someone who enjoys writing for large publications as well as startups, small to medium-sized businesses, and Fortune 500 companies. And you can find her work on Lending Tree, Credit Karma, Experian, Business Insider, Freedom Debt Relief, uh, Naviant, Rocket Mortgage, Policy Genius, and other well-known sites. And so uh, we are very fortunate to have her here with us. Uh, she's a very busy woman, so she was able to carve out some time in her pack schedule to sit down and have a chat with us. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on, Anna. And I guess to start off, can you tell us about uh, your background and how you first gravitated towards doing what you do today? Sure. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So I graduated college with a bachelor's degree in marketing, and then I went on to get my master's. Um, I got an MBA in marketing as well, and I was looking for a full-time job, and I couldn't find a full-time job, but I did find a freelance job writing articles for car dealerships, and that paid $15 per article. So I thought to myself, you know, it's not a lot of money, but I write really quickly, so maybe if I can, you know, complete a couple of articles, you know, in an hour, it's not a bad hourly wage. You know, maybe I'll just Mm -hmm. do this until I find a full-time job. Um, eventually I found a full-time job and I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina to work for a company called Red Ventures. Um, and I worked in search engine optimization. So basically what I did is I reached out to different websites and helped, um, build links to, to improve the rankings of Red Red Ventures websites. Mm -hmm. Um, and while I was working my full-time job, I continued to freelance and write these car dealership articles for 15 bucks a pop. Um, you know, on the weekends after work, so it was just kind of a nice, nice side money. I mean, I had my full time salary, but it was just nice to have, you know, right. extra money for some of the luxuries, like to get my nails done or you know, maybe pay off some, pay off some debt and things like that. Um, and you know, as I started to write more and more of these car dealership articles, I thought to myself, I wonder if I could, you know, find freelance writing clients in other industries. Um, and I reached out to a couple of marketing agencies, and they hired me to write for their clients. So I'm like, oh, my God, there, there's actually, you know, there is p- potential, you know, to freelance write for a lot of other clients, not just these car dealerships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kept kind of trying to build that on the side. Um, and eventually I moved back home to Cleveland, Ohio, which is where I live right now. And um, I worked for um, an insurance company for a year um, in SEO and marketing, and then I also worked for a large home improvement company for about three years. Mm-hmm. And while I was working at both places, I was continuing to build up my freelance business. And then finally, in October 2018, I took the plunge and I became a full-time freelance copywriter, quit my full-time job, and I really haven't looked back. Wow. wow. That is amazing. Uh, your story and it's incredible so it's it's interesting how your life takes uh you know different turns from what uh, and twists from what you expect right and right 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because when I was in college and grad school, I hadn't, I didn't really know much about freelance writing. You know, I didn't really know the potential. I didn't really know that there were a lot of people looking for freelance writers. Um, so if you would have asked me, you know, 10 years ago, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And I would have never said, I want to become a freelance writer just because I really, I don't, I don't really know much about it. So it's just kind of funny how this is where I ended up. Right. And I guess a lot of uh, new opportunities have opened up, I guess, with the Internet and particularly when it comes yeah. to freelancing. And it, it's funny because when I was growing up, uh, I couldn't have told anyone that, you know, when I grow up, I want to be a, a, a podcaster because podcasting yeah. didn't exist. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I'm so, sure. <laughs> so uh, I, I see what you mean there. So the Internet has opened up a lot of new positions, a lot of, a lot of new things and whatnot. And, Again, I want to thank you for sharing your story. I think it's incredible. And the reason why I reached out to you and and invited you to come on the show is because being a freelance copywriter is something that appeals to me. It interests me a great deal. It's something I would like to do. There's a certain freedom with it, right? You can be anywhere in the world, so to speak. Absolutely. Right. And you can sort of choose your own hours. So, uh, yeah. you know, I, 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 yeah, it, it, it's amazing. You can be location independent. You can be a, like a mm-hmm. digital nomad. And so right. it's something that definitely appeals to me as opposed to what you were doing before. You had that, I guess, that nine to five kind of, uh, you had to yeah. be there, so to speak. So right. this gives you more, obviously, independence and freedom. And it's interesting how you kind of stumbled onto it. Uh, you were doing one thing and then you decided mm-hmm. hmm, why don't I, br- I branch out and you figured you saw this new opportunity. You took the, the plunge, I think was the word you used, <laughs> took mm-hmm. that leap and sort of went from being an employee to a, uh, an, an, entre- an, in, an entrepreneur, right? And so I think that's an amazing leap. I think a lot of people think about it, but they're too nervous to do it, but you actually did yeah. it. So my hat is off to you. And so, you. so you've been... You got it. And um, I, I, I'm curious now, you, you've you been doing this for several years now as a, a freelancer. And, uh, you know, obviously, we all know what happened. We got hit with that sucker punch, right? Uh, the pandemic yep. and whatnot. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm curious, uh, how would you describe the current state of affairs with business and copywriting? And, and what challenges, if any, has the pandemic posed? Yeah, so, you know, when COVID hit, I was really nervous because a lot of times when the economy is not doing well, a lot of companies will cut their marketing and copywriting um, spend or budgets. Mm-hmm. So I I was very nervous that I would, you know, lose all my clients, you know. Um, right. And I actually got really lucky because, you know, when COVID hit and everybody was, you know, closing their businesses or, you know, they weren't working as much. A lot of people decided to use their downtime on their marketing efforts. Mm. So I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, you know, things are kind of slow right now, but I'm using this time to improve my website. Will you write copy for me? So actually, you know, there were some months where, you know, I had earned more than I've ever had before during COVID just because people were really prioritizing their marketing efforts and they wanted to be, to be ready when things, you know, opened up again and people were ready to spend money again. So right. I I was really lucky that COVID actually kind of in some ways helped my business 
Um, and another thing is I have about 10 to 15 clients in any given month. So, mm-hmm. you know, I did lose a couple of clients, but that was okay because I had, you know, a bunch of other clients to fall back on. So, you know, I don't put all my eggs in one basket. And right. when you work with somebody, you know, and you have an eight to five job, um, you know, if they fire you, you're done. But right. I, you know, I had, I had, you know, all of these different income streams. So I, you know, so it was kind of nice to be able to know, you know, the peace of mind of knowing that, okay, if, you know, this client drops me, that's okay because I have all these other clients um, to fall back on. So that's another great thing about copywriting or just owning your own business in general is that, you know, you you don't put all your eggs in one basket. And I have a lot of friends that, you know, had full-time jobs that lost them, um, mm-hmm. you know, because of covid and I'm, I'm worried that – I was worried that, you know, hey, if I would have stayed at, you know, my full-time job, maybe I would have lost my job too. So I'm just really fortunate that I had all of these different income streams um, to kind of get, get me through the pandemic. And actually, I, I, did, I did pretty well during, the, during COVID, so I feel very fortunate. Wow. That's amazing. And it's interesting how you were able to weather the storm better as a freelancer, right? Mm-hmm. You have – you mentioned that you had these different income streams. You lost a few clients, but you may have mm-hmm. gained a couple more clients because right. uh, many firms wanted to take the use the downtime to work on their marketing and, and, and advertising. So it yes. it sort of helped you out, and mm-hmm. so that's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it's interesting. I, I've spoken to a lot of entrepreneurs who kind of suffered a lot from the pandemic and they had to pivot, yep. but you were one of the few that were able to benefit. Sort of like uh, uh, the Zoom. I think their stock went up, right. obviously. <laughs> Zoom, DoorDash, Uber Eats, you know, all those companies. Wow. So you were able to thrive and earn more in, in, uh, than you had previously before. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, amazing. And imagine mm-hmm. if you had stuck to that employee uh, job, right, like, some your friends had, you know, that one string of income, you probably would right. have been perhaps in, in some trouble, right? But you were able to right. uh, weather the storm better. So you definitely made the, the right decision, so to speak, yes. I'm sure. And, and so, I think a lot of people, the reason why they don't want to take the leap of faith and become and work for themselves is because they think it's not stable. They think that um, a steady paycheck and an eight-to-five job, you know, is the most stable option. But in my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, working for yourself and having multiple streams of income is way more stable than a full-time job. So I think that that's a really common misconception that people have. Like when I quit, I think people were, my full-time job, I think people were very confused. They're like, why would you quit, you know, a a steady paycheck? Why would you quit, Mm -hmm. you know, 401k match? Why would you quit, you know, benefits? And, and I think a lot of people just don't understand that, you know, when you work for someone else, you know, there's a cap. You know, and you can't, right. you know, there's a cap. You, you can't earn over a certain amount at some point, you know. Right. And you can't, you can't work when you want to or where you want to. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, the freedom, you know, is really, is totally worth it. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you mentioned how, you know, you could work where you want, when you want, and you could also work from home. So let's say for, uh, for you know, just in general for people, let's say you want to work from home and be there to raise their children and to, you know, take them to school, see, you know, you know, Little League baseball, soccer games and whatnot. 
uh, I think that would be an extra, you know, a benefit to, to make, you know, to, to get a lot of folks to kind of change their mind about this whole thing about, you know, obviously when you, when you work somewhere for a steady paycheck, uh, you can't always be where you need to be, right. When it comes to work-life balance. So, uh, that's why it, it, this is something that appeals to me a great deal, and I'm sure it appeals to others and whatnot. And I'm sure more and more people are understanding this and coming to your way of thinking uh, about things. And I think a lot more people may enter the, the freelance uh, field, particularly when it comes to uh, copywriting, so they can have that, that freedom you mentioned. And I think a lot more people are willing to make that leap of faith. And uh, so uh, I, I, I totally agree with you. And obviously, a lot of people are beginning to understand that the steady paycheck is not as steady as people think, right? Yeah. Particularly now. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. how it used to be and, and whatnot. Right. And so, uh, and people are understanding the importance of having different multiple streams of income. Uh, right. That that tends to be that tends to be more stable than having mm-hmm. that one steady paycheck. Of course, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious now. Obviously, um, you've seen a lot of changes here and there and whatnot. But where, where do you see things going in the in the future? And, and where do you see yourself in that future? Yeah, so a lot of people have asked me, you know, are you going to hire other copywriters? Are you going to, you know, create like a copywriting agency? Um, And as of now, I don't have plans to do that. Um, I really like just, you know, being my only employee and only working for myself. Um, I I would rather, you know, it helps me control the quality of my work when I'm the only Mm -hmm. one that's writing, writing. Um, Mm -hmm. So I probably will continue this, this business model where, you know, I write all the articles, or all the content, and I, you know, I do all my own billing and my own, um, you know, bookkeeping and things like that. And I do have a CPA that I work with, you know, help me out with taxes and stuff like that. But for the most part, I do everything myself. And I think, you know, I think it just really helps me with quality control. And I, I don't like relying on other people. So um, as of now, I plan to kind of, you know, stay to that business model. Um, I just like, you know, working alone and not really having any, anyone else to worry about. So. Wonderful. And obviously you're the boss, so you, you get to make the executive decisions on how to run your business, right? <laughs> and if you want to change your mind next week, you could do that. And um, and, and this idea that obviously you get to control the quality uh, is so important and whatnot. And so, you know, it's doing it yourself and whatnot. And so I, I, I guess I can, I can totally understand that. And it's good to sort of have that control that oftentimes employees don't have and lack and whatnot. And so uh, right. it's interesting. Uh, you you mentioned before uh, how a lot of people have misconceptions about freelancing mm-hmm. and about freelance copywriting and whatnot. And that actually uh, uh, is a good segue into, into my next question. Uh, what what are the, the biggest myths and misconceptions about uh, freelance copywriting that you'd love to uh, debunk? Yeah, so I think, well, first of all, when I tell people what I do, a lot of people are, like, very confused by it. They're like, I'm sorry, what you write for a living? I think they're, a lot of people think, you know, I write, like, children's books or poetry or, um, you know, I don't think they really realize um, that I write marketing copy for different websites and that I write um, personal finance copy for different publications. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, they just, I think when people think of a writer, they just think of, you know, an, like an author, like a novelist. 
um, mm-hmm. someone who writes poetry. Uh, so it's just kind of funny because when I explain people to people what I do, they're just like blown away because they just are like, oh, I didn't realize that was a, like a thing. That was just, like a paying, you know, profession. Um, right. So it's kind of interesting. Um, but I think the biggest misconception is that a lot of people who who do know about freelance copywriting think that, um, you know, that you could just build a business overnight and that it's kind of like a quick fix to like leaving the corporate world. Um, and that's not true at all. It took me about five years of, you know, um, freelance part-time work to, you know, be able to quit my job. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I worked a lot of a lot of hours. I worked a lot of weekends, a lot of nights after my full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not it's not a quick way to leave the corporate world. It's not a quick mm-hmm. way to like achieve freedom or financial independence. It really it takes a lot of work, just like any other type of business or profession. Um, it mm-hmm. takes a lot of persistence, a lot of dedication. You have to really want it. Um, and it takes time to build your clientele, and not just your clientele, but to build your skill set to become you know, a better, more efficient writer. Um, so it's not something that you can just you know, overnight just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to be a freelance copywriter. It's something that really does take time. Um, but in my opinion, it's totally worth all the effort and all the long hours um, and all the, you know, stress that you might have to go through. Wow. And uh, so thank you so much for that. I, you know, I found your answer very enlightening because this is a, a field that I, I have some interest in. And so, uh, you know, it, it, because we see more and more people coming around to your way of thinking, wanting to leave the corporate world, wanting to have that freedom. But they they have to understand that obviously it's not easy. It's not it's not overnight. It's not a get rich quick or get success quick kind of thing. Um, you said you you toiled for five years, and mm-hmm. and but you you said it was worth it. You mentioned that you worked late hours, mm-hmm. you worked weekends, and whatnot, mm-hmm. part time in addition to your full time uh, right role. So. You must have been a very busy woman, right? Yes, I was. Um, you know, and it's hard yeah. because, you know, after after you come home from an eight-to-five job, you just want to, you know, relax, right. watch TV, you know, hang out with your family. Um, and I... I really, I really didn't have a lot of time to do that um, because I was, I was really focused on building my business. Um, mm. And it's really, it's just hard when you have a full time job and you're working 40 hours a week. It's hard to, you know, be able to fit, you know, find time to, you know, relax and, you know, build your, your business. So it's, it's tough. But you know, looking back, it was completely worth it. Wow. So you had to give up a lot of things in the short term. Yeah. Like you had to sacrifice. Yeah, I think it's like just called like delayed gratification, and I'm like a really big believer in that. Okay. And now, because of what you did, um, you have more time to do the things that you may have had to give up right in the beginning. <laughs> you yeah. can watch the TV shows and and yeah. hang out with the family uh, more. So I'm sure maybe some people were grumpy about it in the beginning, who you know, in your family, but now they're happy that you did that. I'm sure. And so uh, that's amazing. So, and delayed gratification is key, mm-hmm. and so something I have to work on personally. So, um, mm-hmm. so I'm going to write that down here. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting. <laughs> uh, you mentioned how a lot of people have misconceptions about writing. Uh, when you tell people you're a copywriter, they think author that you write novels, or and mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. But uh, you do something right. obviously different. It's funny because. I didn't know what copywriting was until very recently, like maybe been a oh, couple really? months. 
Yeah, I, did, yeah. I, I had no idea that copywriting or freelance copywriting – well, I knew people came up with ads and ideas, but, like, but right. I didn't know that freelance copywriting was, like, a thing that people yeah. can do, right? Uh-huh. And so it's completely new to me, but I'm all about trying to leave the rat race, all about yes. trying to get out of the nine-to-five world. And so, I, I, so I'm, I'm, I've been reading and doing a lot of research on, you know, ways to do that, whether it's real estate, MLM, or, or whatnot, and – Mm-hmm. I stumbled upon freelance copywriting, and I was like, oh, this thing's interesting, um, uh-huh. and and whatnot. And so I said, okay, uh, let me look into this. And so, uh, you know, it's that, among other things, I'm, I'm looking into uh, particularly. And I thought to myself, okay, this is something that could work. And um, But obviously, as you mentioned before, it takes time. So that's something I need to understand and realize it's not going to happen uh, right away. And uh, so, you know, uh, again, thank you so much uh, for that answer. And uh, when it comes to debunking the myths and, and uh, misconceptions and, and whatnot, um, but I'm beginning to think that more and more people are beginning to learn about what freelance copywriting is and they're mm-hmm. trying to get into it, but they're thinking it's going to yeah. happen overnight, but it's not. Um, right. So, um, yeah, and, uh, you know, I think that's something that people need to understand. Uh, you know, it's not going to happen quick and whatnot. So don't quit your day job right away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm curious now, uh, you, obviously there's other freelance copywriters out there, right, mm-hmm. who, are, who are good and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I'm, I'm curious, what uh, what is your competitive advantage? Like, what do you do that may make you better than maybe some of the, you know, the other guys or whatnot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so as you said, you know, there's a ton of freelance copywriters out there. So the competition, I mean, there is a lot of competition. Um, but for, for me, I think the reason why I'm able to get a lot of, you know, great work, um, a lot of repeat, repeat clientele is because I'm very efficient. Uh, you know, somebody... If somebody needs something, you know, you know, has really, you know, sh- short deadline, I'm almost always able to meet it. Um, and not only that, you know, I, I don't compromise quality, so I'm efficient, but I don't have to compromise quality. So you can get, if you work with me, you'll get, you know, great quality content, um, but, and you'll get it quickly. You don't have to wait, you know, weeks or months for it. Um, I'm really good with my time. Um, and I also... You know, I, I really like to form a long-term relationship with a lot, a lot of my clients. I do, I do do a lot of one-off jobs, but I also have a lot of, you know, clients that I've worked with for, for years now. Um, and, that's, you know, we've really established a really great um, working relationship. So, you know, I, I really, I mean, I don't mind one-off jobs, but I really like, you know, clients that, you know, want to work with me, you know, on a regular basis. Um, and we really establish a really great working relationship. So. Okay. And that's amazing. And mm-hmm. so these clients trust you. And I can understand why you may not want to hire someone else and you want to control the quality because obviously these are relationships that took a while to build, right? Right. And you don't want to uh, mess them up. And it, 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 it's, it appears that you, you have to build a reputation of being efficient, of, of not compromising quality. And you also have mm-hmm. that discipline when, when something comes in, you want to get on it fast. And I, I hear right. that's an issue with a lot of freelancers. They delay or procrastinate, right? And, yeah. And a lot of people are upset about that. And I'm guessing as a freelance um, 
copywriter, is it do you work with like I'm guessing you have your own website or do you use sites like Fiverr or Upwork or, or No, I don't I don't use Fiverr or Upwork. I have my own website, um AnnaBaluchCopywriter.com. So I get a lot of work through that. But I also my, my best clients I was able to get through just cold pitching. So, you know, I went to a website that I liked and I would reach out to the editor and ask them, Hey, you know, are you looking for freelance writers? And they get back to me and say yes and we kind of go from there. So I would say my best clients actually come from cold cold pitching um, and also word of mouth referrals. Wow, that's amazing. So mm-hmm. you would do cold pitch or it's similar to like cold calling, if right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is it? Mm-hmm. Do you still do um, cold pitching or is it now just strictly word of mouth out of curiosity? Yeah, I really don't anymore. Um, I. Yeah, I just don't. I don't really have time to, you know, cold pitch anymore. And I, I'm pretty happy with the, you know, the stream of clients that I get on a monthly basis. Um, but for the first few years, that's all I was doing. I would cold pitch. I would, you know, I told myself I have to pitch, you know, five people a day, you know, and I would do that like every single day for about for a couple of years, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, and yeah, you get, you'll get a lot of no's, you'll get a lot of no replies. Um, but You'll, you'll also get a couple of yeses. And all you need, all you need, is a couple of yeses, a couple of you know really good clients. You don't need everybody to say yes to you. So you know if you start cold pitching and you're not getting responses, well, first of all, you know you want to you want to kind of a b test your cold pitches. So you want to come up with a couple of variations and see you know kind of what which pitches you know are most effective, you know, and lead to higher response rates. Um, but you know, if you're if you're not getting answers um, or if you're getting a lot of no's, just keep going because you, eventually you will get a couple of yeses, and that's all you need. You don't need you know a hundred yeses. You just need you know three or four really good yeses. Wow, and mm-hmm. and it's amazing that you did cold calling or cold pitching because so many people mm-hmm. are scared to do that, and yeah. it's interesting. <laughs> uh, and, and it's funny you only need a few yeses. So it doesn't matter right. if you get a ton of no's and people yeah. need to understand that uh, for every yes, the price is a couple of several no's, right? Uh, maybe a hundred no's. And, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I've gotten, I've gotten hundreds of no replies and hundreds of no's. So, but obviously mm-hmm. it hasn't stopped me from building my business. So. Right. And it, it's interesting that so many people are, are frightened of cold calling, uh, but mm-hmm. If you if you do it and you and you mentioned you did four or five a day, so you you were consistent. You you didn't do a ton a yeah. day, just four four or five a day, and you just did it yeah. day in day out. Wow. Right. Mhm. Wow. And there there is a lesson in that I think people can learn and pick up from. And so uh, that's why I love interviewing successful people, so I can learn from you guys and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hoping it, it rubs off and whatnot. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting. Now you've um, you've worked with a lot of t- uh, top name firms, and I'm sure you you've helped your clients out tremendously, uh, getting results and whatnot. And so uh, I'm curious can can you tell us any of the most moving or or entertaining uh, stories from your life or career? Um, I think I mean the biggest thing is you know. Nothing worth having comes easy. You know, it wasn't easy for me to quit my job and to build a copywriting business. Um, it took, like I said, it took a lot of late nights, a lot of, you know, weekend working, um, 
a lot of long hours to get to this point, but it's totally worth it. So I think, I mean, the biggest lesson I learned along the way is that, you know, keep going and be persistent and have a positive attitude. And when things get stressful, you know, find people that, that can support you. Um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have a, a circle of friends and family who were very supportive of, you know, my, my side business. And they knew, you know, that I eventually I wanted to quit my full-time job and become a full-time copywriter. Um, so just, you know, have a network of people who support you and who, you know, who will help you out when you're stressed out um, or feeling overwhelmed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's my, my biggest thing is, you know, keep going and find that support network. Okay. That's that's amazing advice to have a, a close knit circle of people who support your dreams, not people who are shooting it shooting it down. Uh, mm-hmm. Goes a long way. It helps to improve your your grit, so you don't give up and quit when you have people supporting right. you. And I'm I'm curious, did you did you ever have to did you ever found the, find the need to seek uh, out other freelance uh, full time or or you know complete freelance. Um, copywriters for advice or, or for mentoring did they did you go to them for inspiration or was it just um the circle of friends and, and folks that help you out yeah so actually um i purchased a freelance writing course if anybody's interested it's called earn more writing by holly johnson and um and with my membership i was invited to this facebook group of other freelance writers who either, you know, they were already successful freelance writers, they wanted to become freelance, successful freelance writers, um, and people would post on, you know, in the group on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And um, after I took Holly's course and, you know, was actively um, in her group, I, I really realized the potential of freelance writing and, you know, how much freedom um, there is and how many different, you know, clients, you know, need freelance writing and quality wow. content. Um, so I think that that group, that Facebook group, and then Holly's course really inspired me. And Holly herself really has really inspired me. I know she, she, um, she went from working at a funeral home. I think she was making like $38,000 a year, you know, to a really successful, you know, um, freelance writer who was, you know, made a couple hundred thousand dollars a year and was able to, you know, spend more time with her family and travel and things like that. So I think her story really inspired me and showed me the potential. Wow. That's amazing. And mm-hmm. I'm definitely going to look into getting this course, Earn More Writing by Holly. What's the last Johnson. Name? Johnson. Okay. Okay. Maybe I could have her on the show. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, Maybe. So it- <laughs> I uh, I could I can dream and and see if it can happen and you know so my understanding is a lot of freelance copywriters make uh, uh, six figures right and that's incredible and you know yeah you I mean it, you know it's just yeah. like it's just like any business you know you you could make a couple hundred dollars a month mm. or you could make a couple thousand dollars or you could make you know tens of thousands of dollars it, it all depends on how big you want to make it and how much you want to work and how how hard you're willing to work. So I mean, it's really it's really up to you. I mean, the the sky's the limit. Um, there's no cap. It's not like a eight to five job where there's a cap. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's all about how hard you want to work and how willing you are to you know dedicate you know a lot of time to your business. So you know, the, a lot of the the writers that do make six figures, I mean, they really 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 work um, their butts off. You know. 
So it's mm. not like it's not like they're you know they're just hanging out you know outside <laughs> and writing like an article whenever they feel like it. No, they have you know a steady stream of clients and they've got you know w- constant work that they're completing you know on a daily basis. Or, you know they might take the weekends off. But a lot of a lot of people who make six figures freelance writing also work on the weekends. So it's not. You know, it's not like, oh, I can, you can just, like, hang out in your pajamas on your couch and watch TV and every once in a while write an article and make six figures. No, you have to work for it. <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's critical that you have to keep clarifying and emphasizing that because obviously everyone wants success mm-hmm. and wants it to be easy, like buying a lottery right. ticket, right? And, yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> It's not quite like that. Um, so the whole, when you yeah. mentioned six figures, it got me all excited, but you you got to – you, 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 you tamp me down by telling me the reality, which is which is great. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there, there. I mean, I know plenty of freelance writers who make six figures, but they really they really work for it. Um, and then I also know plenty of freelance writers who you know who are who are moms who are just trying to make you know trying to make a nice little side money so that their kids can participate in, you know, extracurricular activities or, you know, they want to travel more. So it's, it's really whatever you want to make it. Right. And I can understand that, obviously, because if, mm-hmm. if you're working around the clock to earn that high income as a freelancer, it may defeat the purpose of why, you know, some right. may have gone, right? So exactly. I, yeah, I guess it all, well, it, it just depends and whatnot. And but I do think it's an, uh, definitely an excellent opportunity for folks. I think more people should know about it because I I didn't even know about it until recently. And I think when you mm-hmm. told a lot of your friends about it, they thought originally that you were an author. So I think a lot of people don't know right. about it. But I think more people are going to find out about it. So I think there's going to be a big boom in freelancing uh, in general, mm-hmm. but particularly with copywriting because I think a lot more people want to leave the rat race and mm-hmm. and. And I, I see that coming down the pike, so to speak, um, because mm-hmm. people are beginning to, particularly with the internet, people are realizing that it's, 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 you know, you can build an income online. And I think mm-hmm. you're seeing a rise in people who want to be a digital nomad, right? They can go to right. Thailand and go yeah. to Bali. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you can go anywhere. I mean, that's exciting, right? And and uh, so. Uh, you know, it excites me. I'm sure it excites others, right, mm-hmm. uh, to live life on your own terms like that. And so right. I, I think there's going to be a lot more people entering the field. So the competition you mentioned is probably going to get even fiercer uh, yeah, I'm than sure. it is now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but you mentioned that there's a big need uh, for uh, copywriting out there. There's a huge demand. It, um, and right. uh, so – um, you know, and I think a lot more people are going to go into it to, to fulfill that demand. Um, so I, I'm curious now, it, you mentioned before that you, uh, you joined the Facebook group and, and you also rely a lot on word of mouth. I, um, mm-hmm. I'm curious now, when it comes to networking and relying on re- referrals, they say it's a key aspect of being successful. Uh, I mean, that's how we met um, on LinkedIn. I, I sort of reached out to you, right? Um, right. And, uh, you know, to me, LinkedIn is like a 24-7 networking event, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, and that's how I view LinkedIn. I don't view it as a way to sell people. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I view it as a way to build relationships. And so and you were fortunate enough to accept my in- interview request, which I'm very thankful for um, and very appreciative of. 
And so um, my, my question is, what is the best way for one to go about networking so you can get to a point where they solely rely on referrals for new business? And this goes for uh, job hunters looking for work, not just entrepreneurs. What advice would you give on that, on that aspect? Yeah, so I think the most important thing is to, to build your portfolio. So to create a website um, and, you know, have work samples on there and try to get published on, you know, big-name sites, that, that'll help as well. Um, mm. You know, and then also, you know, when you finish a project with a client, you know, let them know, hey, if you're, you know, I'm available for other copywriting opportunities, you know, down the road. Um, or, you know, or even say, you know, if you know of anyone else working for copywriting work, you know, I'd greatly appreciate the referral. So just even, you know, straight up let people know that you're, you're open, you know, you're open for more work. Um, but, you know, usually once you have a nice portfolio place, you have, you know, links to different articles that you've, you know, you have examples of different, you know, brochures or, you know, any other type of copywriting or content that you've written. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people will just kind of naturally find you, you know, reach out to you and ask you for, for work. It's kind of like a snowball effect. It's like, you know, one person will reach out to you and then they'll tell someone else about you and then that person will tell somebody else. And so it just, you know... It, Obviously, this doesn't happen overnight, but after a few years of, you know, really building your portfolio, you should be able to get, you know, word of mouth referrals. Right. After a few years, you mentioned, right? Okay. Yeah. So it's like a snowball effect. And so that's amazing. Obviously, it's a grind at the beginning, right? And and it's, uh, and you, you go to these clients and say, hey, you know, do you, you know, I'm open to business in the future and if you, you know. Um, and whatnot, and it, it's interesting. You mentioned before that you have clients who basically give you repeat business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you you build up you build up that relationship and whatnot. Uh, it's not a one and done. You know, you want to, uh, you know, uh, they can keep they know they can keep going back to and whatnot. So um, that's amazing. And again, thank you so much uh, for that advice. Now, getting the first couple of clients, I imagine. Is is tough, right? I guess the first couple, is right. tough, particularly if you don't have a yeah. track record, right? Right. And exactly. I'm I'm curious to get the first couple of clients to get the snowball running, so to speak. Do you have to charge lower prices? Like you, you know, you have to say, "Hey, I'm new, so I'm gonna I'll give you a good deal," right? Or something, yeah. something that kind. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, so if you're you know if you're starting from scratch, you don't really have you know a track record or work samples, I, mean, I just recommend, you know, charging a lower rate. Um, I think some people, I haven't done this personally, but some people I know write for free um, just for a little bit just to so they can have a, build up their portfolio and so they can have something that um, they can hopefully show to potential clients and hopefully use that to land um, paying paid work. So, I mean, if you're if you're okay, I mean, obviously, don't write for free forever. But if you're okay with writing writing a couple of articles for some websites, you know, um, for free, I think it might be worth it if you're new and you really want to a portfolio. Um, and if you don't want to write for free, I mean, there are a lot of there are there are editors and there are websites out there, and there are you know, companies that are willing to take a chance on you know newer copywriters. Um, but yeah, I mean, you will have to charge a lower rate. Right in the beginning to get the ball rolling or the snowball right. rolling. Um, so definitely, um, particularly, would you suggest uh, websites like Fiverr for people in the beginning or it doesn't matter or they should have their own website or. So I, I know 
those, I know a lot of people have had success on Fiverr or Upwork. I know Upwork is a really big one. Um, I, I personally haven't used them just because I've been, I just done a lot of cold pitching and that's really helped me with my, like my first clients. Okay. Um, so, I mean, I, I prefer cold pitching over like Fiverr or Upwork. Um, but I do know freelancers who have, have used Upwork and Fiverr to get started and has helped them out. So, I mean, I think it's just, kind of personal preference. You, you can try both and see what you like best. Right. So you can do, when you say cold pitching, that could include cold calling. Could it also include cold emailing, so to speak? Or Yeah, so most of my cold pitching was via email. Um, I mean, you could do cold calling too. I think, I personally think cold, cold emailing is easier. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you, you know, you're not, you don't really like to be on the phone or you're kind of, kind of get nervous on the phone. I think cold emailing is nice because you can really take the time to craft like that perfect email. Um, so, I mean, I prefer cold emailing. I do know some freelance writers do cold calling as well. So mm-hmm. I mean, you could do both or you could stick to one. It's whatever you feel most comfortable with. Wonderful. And so, all right. Uh, again, thank you so much for this incredible advice. As you're talking, I'm taking down copious amounts of notes, right? <laughs> and uh, this will be an episode I'll be listening to and re-listening to. So thank you again for the, uh, for the wisdom you've shared and provided. So um, I'm curious, uh, you've mentioned already a, a, a lot of advice um, here when it comes to someone who wants to do what you do, right? Um, and I'm curious, uh, in addition to what you've already shared with us, what other advice would you give to someone who wants to, you know, who, who's listening to you and feels excited? You know, I want to be a freelance copywriter like, you know, like she is. You know, what would, what other tips would you give them? So there's a lot of copywriters out there that have a niche, so they'll only write about, you know, like animals, or they'll only write about, you know, healthcare, or they'll only write about, about, you know, law. Um, I personally think it's better to kind of kind of get your head or get your feet in different industries. So, I mean, I'm able to write for clients in a variety of different industries. So I do write a lot of personal finance content, but I also write for clients, you know, in home improvement, health, beauty, wellness, um, you know, um, IT, tech, um, you know, law, healthcare. So I've written for clients in so many different industries. So, you know, when I have a client in, you know, industry, I could show them my work samples, you know, that I've written that, that are relevant to their industry. So I mm-hmm. think it's a good idea to kind of get your, get your feet in different types of work. And it doesn't have, you don't have to niche down to, you know, just personal finance or just, you know, IT, just healthcare. Um, I think, you know, the more diverse you are, the more opportunities, you know, that you can expect to come your way. So. Wonderful. That's amazing advice. And um, it's interesting. It's a, it's a bit contrary to what I hear from people all the time about, you know, yeah. you want to have a niche, right? Yeah. yeah a, lot of, a lot of people do that and a lot of people are successful. And, but I personally, the reason why I don't like having a niche is because number one, I think it, it really limits you to the type of clients you could write for. But number two, I just think being able to write for different clients kind of keeps the work interesting. You know, it's mm. kind of nice for like, for example, yesterday I wrote for a company that manufactures nail polish. Um, today I wrote for an IT firm. So it, I just I think it really kind of keeps the work fun and interesting when you are not writing about the same t- topics every single day. Right. 
And I, I totally get that. You want it to be interesting, obviously. Writing about the same thing could be more obviously tedious and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so your advice uh, for people is to kind of uh, put their toe in, in, in different industries and whatnot. And, yeah. and obviously variety is a spice of life, so to speak, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, not to limit yourself. So I think that's excellent advice. I, initially, I thought you were going to say you need to find a niche. Um, yeah. Like, oh, okay. A lot of people probably disagree with me, and a lot of people, you know, prefer to find a niche, and that's totally fine. But for me, I just think, I just really think that finding a niche really limits you. And I've had a, a lot more success, you know, being open to different clients in different industries. Right. Okay. And uh, and I like that advice better, um, not having to choose a niche. So I'll go with you over everyone else. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. you got it. And so I'm curious now. What advice, looking at the other side of the table here, what advice would you give to someone who is looking for a copywriter to work with? Um, how should they go about doing that? I think, you know, you, you you probably want someone that has experience writing for clients in your industry. Um, so I think, you know, that's important. I think also finding somebody that, you know, that you can kind of count on, you know, for the long term. So, you know, there's a lot of copywriters that they'll work with you one time, but they won't be available, you know, down the road. And a lot of times people, you know, they'll, they'll have one copywriting project and then a couple months later they'll have the need for something else. Mm-hmm. And so it's just nice to kind of work with someone who's willing to establish a relationship with you and who's open to, you know, work that to, – open to other work, not just, you know, a one-off project. So I just think, um, number one, find somebody who's experienced in your industry. Number two, find someone who's reliable, who will answer their emails quickly, who is dead by kid. You know, if you you email me, I will get back to you, you know, within, you know, probably like 15 minutes, you know. So I'm I'm really fast. I'm I'm always there for Mm -hmm. my clients. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of typewriters, um, I think one of their – what, something that hurts them is that they'll they'll wait you know hours or days to get back to uh, a potential client, and I think that 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 really um, reduces their chances of landing the job because it's like okay, if you're not going to get back to me. I'll go with this person who who just got back. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So I think response. So finding someone who's responsive is really important. I think. Right. And it's sort of, you know, you snooze, you lose kind of thing. You don't want to snooze, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> like I said, there's a lot of competition out there. So, you yeah. know, one way to make yourself stand out is to just to be available and re- to respond really quickly. You know, and I'm not saying, you know, you need to be on your phone 24-7 and, you know, on the weekends, you know, checking your email all the time. But I think, you know, if if you treat it like treat your business like you would a full-time job. So, you know, be it, you know, be accessible as much as you possibly can. Wonderful. And it's interesting. Um, And thank you so much for that advice. Obviously, um, you want to, to recap, one should go for a copywriter. Perhaps they'll be in it for the long haul, not just a one and done thing, right? Um, Right. You want to build a relationship with your your copywriter and someone, again, who's reliable, who answers um, emails swiftly. And whatnot, and I think that's a big problem in the industry. Like you mentioned, a lot of people are snoozing and losing. And the right. the other thing is, you mentioned that you want someone who has experience um, and whatnot. 
Now, obviously, this might be tough for a beginner, right? A novice right. freelancer. Mm-hmm. Um, we mentioned this earlier. Um, in that case, you just, um, you know, should anyone give a novice freelancer a shot or just not? Or, I mean, it's really up to you. I mean, it depends on, I think, you know, what what the project entails. If it's, you know, a blog post, I think, you know, I think a, a, a new newer writer can do a great job. If it's something more extensive, like a full, like a new website, you need completely new content for a, a brand new website. Um, I think maybe a more experienced copywriter makes sense. I think it just depends on the, on the project itself. Wonderful. Um, so, and obviously a novice can write for free, so that's a good incentive, right? Um, right. Or, or for lower prices, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think I, if, you, if, you're, if you're like a startup and you don't have a, a big budget for marketing, I think um, hiring a, a newer freelance writer is a good idea. Wonderful. And um, so, again, thank you so much for that critical advice. Um, you know, as you've been talking, I told you I've been taking notes, and um, <laughs> you've <laughs> you mentioned quite a few important life lessons uh, that can apply to anyone, not just someone who's trying to be a freelancer. And I'm curious, in addition to the life lessons you've mentioned already, like, you know, having that consistent work ethic, right, and being around people who support you, I'm curious, what other important life lessons uh, have you learned yourself or from others along the way you'd love to share with us? Um, I, you know, I think the biggest lessons I've already shared to just, you know, just to continue to be persistent and just to continue to work hard and, you know, find that support network of people that, you know, that will push you and help you out when you're feeling overwhelmed. Um, I just think having a positive attitude and and really – I think like something I haven't really mentioned is really think about, you know, okay, if I continue to do this, what will my life look like, you know, in, in two, four, six years? Um, and that's kind of what I did. You know, I, I had this end goal of quitting my job. Um, and when I was working at my, at my full-time employer, I knew that eventually I wanted to have kids. Um, and I'm like, you know, I want a flexible schedule so I could be there for my kids. Um, mm. And it's nice because now I have a five-month-year-old daughter, and I'm able to really work around her schedule, and I don't have to give up my career. Um, and and I think that if I was still working at my full-time job, it would be very hard for me to kind of balance both. But when right. you work for yourself, you know, when you, you, and you have kids, it's a lot easier to be flexible Um so it's just, I think, just think about, you know, where do you want to be, you know, in a couple of years? And then, you know, how is what you're doing going to help you get there? <laughs> yes. And I love that advice. And, um, mm-hmm. and I think that's so important. You know, they talk about the importance of having a why, a big why, right? Right. To motivate yes. you. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's obvious what your why was. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you want to be there for the kids and, and, you know, you find this is common for a lot of successful people. Their why is their children, uh, mm-hmm. whether they're alive or in the future. Right. And they right. want to be there for the kids and that motivates people that gets them out of bed, keeps them going and whatnot. And so, uh, it's, 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 I'm not surprised at all that that was a big why for you. And I think it's a why yeah. for a lot of other people too, mm-hmm. uh, for wanting to do this, because I think that, um, you know, a, a lot of other folks are they're saying to themselves, you know, do I want to be working 40, 50, 60 hours a week when I have kids? Because I don't know how that's possible to raise children right. while both parents are working. I don't know how right. that's done. 
I really don't yeah. know how. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So. And the uh, thing is, a lot of people think, you know, once you have kids, you have to, one person has to give up their career. But if one person has a flexible job, you know, it, it, both parents can work around their kids' schedule. So I think, I think, you know, if you both want to have a career, it is possible, but there has to be some flexibility. Right. And so, and I think a lot more people are beginning to realize that. And mm-hmm. you, that's why you're seeing more and more people get into the freelancing world, get into the freelancing field. And we're seeing sort of a, a sea change in that attitude. A lot more people also demanding to work from home. I guess that's right. one of the benefits of the pandemic, right? Yes. Um, people don't want to go back to that office. And I think it was a trend that existed beforehand, but the pandemic may have sped it up. You know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, that's another way uh, a person could achieve uh, flexibility, so to speak, and mm-hmm. whatnot. And, uh, you know, and you also mentioned the idea of having a, um, not just the why, but having the vision, uh, you know, you want to, you have to see it in order to believe it, in order to, you know, achieve it and whatnot, as they say. And I guess right. it helps to have a, a vision board or a dream board mm-hmm. or, um, uh, you know, you, you engage in what, what they call creative visualization, which can, would help, mm-hmm. which helps you to see it, you know, that what is the end goal here. And so, uh, again, uh, thank you so much uh, for this uh, critical advice and whatnot. And um, I, I, I'm curious now, uh, you already mentioned a course. Um, I'm guessing this is like an online course, Earn More Writing with Holly Johnson. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was wondering, uh, what other uh, book or course or girl recommendations uh, would you like to make for us? I, I, you know, I think my biggest recommendation is to take that course. I mean, the Earn More Writing course, I mean, it's, it's the only course I've ever taken, um, and I think it's really helped me become a better writer and just be a better business owner. So I think if you're serious about getting into freelance copywriting, you really want to make it, you know, eventually a full-time gig, I think Earn More Writing with Holly Johnson is the perfect resource. I mean, there's a ton of co- other courses out there, but they're made by writers who don't really have much experience writing. They're just, they just create these courses, but then you Google their name and you don't really, you don't really find any mm-hmm. articles or or they, they've only been writing for a couple months. Um, mm-hmm. Holly had, you know, over 10 years of experience doing this. So wow. she really is a veteran. So she's a veteran in the field. So if you're going to purchase a course or a book um, or attend a workshop or a conference, make sure that the person who's organizing it or creating it actually has experience and actually has been through it themselves. Because a lot of people just create courses just so they can sell them, but they don't actually have a track record of success or they don't actually have experience. So wow. just really really careful about, you know, the type of resources that you're using to help you become a better writer because there's a lot of people out there that just want to kind of make money off courses, but they don't actually have, you know, valuable firsthand experience. So. Wow. And, and thank you for the heads up, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many courses out there, but you're saying um, Holly Johnson, she's the real deal. Um, yes. Over 10 years' experience, um, I'm interested in getting the course. I'm hoping it's not too expensive. Um, no, and you know, it's kind of funny because you know, I, when I when I bought it, I think it was like maybe um, like maybe it was close to $200. But the thing is, you know, it, it pays for itself. I mean, if you take it, I mean, the chances of you landing clients are very high. So you'll, I mean, it it 
totally pays for itself. It's totally worth it. I mean, honestly, if it was $1,000, I would have bought it because it's totally worth it. Okay. Well, it looks like you may have sold me on it. So um, I don't know <laughs> if you're getting a commission off of it. No, I'm just joking, but um, you should. I'm not, I'm not getting a commission. I'm not getting, you know, I'm not like a, I'm not an, like a influencer or an affiliate marketer. I just, I'm just <laughs> saying that that's the course that really inspired me and that really helped me. And it's, made, it's created by somebody who has firsthand experience. Oh, wonderful. And um, so I'm definitely going to be checking out that course. Um, thank you so much. Uh, for telling me about it and in the audience and whatnot. Um, so I guess that leads to my next question. Um, are you ever going to write a book uh, about yourself or do a course about either copyright or about your life, uh, whatnot? You know, never say never. Um, so, I mean, maybe. I haven't really – it hasn't been, you know, on my priority list. Um, but I think, yeah, maybe eventually. I think it would it would be fun maybe when I'm more, you know, retired. <laughs> um, so so it's, it's probably not in the near future, but maybe eventually one day it would be fun to do that. Okay. Well, if you do write a book or do a course, I'll definitely be the first person online to buy it. So Thank you. I posted. appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. so you have at least one customer and you got to start somewhere right. okay yeah and uh so i'm also curious would you ever start your own podcast about copywriting or any other subject i haven't really thought about that i think it, it would be really fun i know there are some free enough copywriters who do have their own podcasts um so it's definitely something that people copywriters have been doing um especially you know as of late since podcasting has become pretty popular um, I haven't thought about it. I think it would be fun, um, but it's just something that I haven't really hasn't really been on my radar. But I'll let you know if I ever start a podcast. <laughs> well, if you do, I'll I'll definitely listen. So you have at least an audience of one, and nice. you know. <laughs> so um, and I, of course, if you're open to doing other podcast interviews, I, I'd love to introduce you to other podcasters as well. Um, so you know, uh, if you had a, a good experience here. Um, I definitely have had a, a fun time talking to you. Uh, I've, I've found this conversation to be very enlightening and inspiring and, and educational. Okay. Good. And I'm glad. <laughs> can you go ahead uh, and describe all the ways that people can reach out and connect with you so they can put a dynamic center of influence like yourself in their network? Sure. So you can reach me on LinkedIn at Anna Baluch, B-A-L-U-C-H, last name. Um, and then my website, com. You could also email me at annabaluchwriter at gmail.com. So just, you know, message me on LinkedIn, connect with me on LinkedIn, email me, check out my website. Um, be, you know, be, whether you're looking for advice on freelance copywriting or you're, you're a client who needs some quality content, I'm more than happy to connect with you. So. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Uh, just so you know, the information you just provided will be available in the uh, episode description uh, section so people uh, can see it and read it there. Okay. And uh, you got, I want to go ahead and thank you uh, for uh, coming on and, and being a guest on this show. Uh, I'm very uh, grateful to have you here and, and uh, it's so amazing. Um, so, Again, thank you so much for all the wisdom you've shared and whatnot. And I wanted to go ahead and thank the audience for listening. Do you want to leave us with any last uh, word or final send-off? 
Thank you so much for having me. And, you know, to anyone who wants to become a freelance copywriter, you know, don't give up. There's a lot of potential. And I think the freedom that you can, you know, that you can achieve with this type of profession will really improve your quality of life. Um, So don't give up, you know, be persistent, you know, cold pitch, reach out to people, connect with others. Um, and you'll eventually get to the point where, you know, hopefully you can quit your full-time job and, and just live life on your own terms. So just don't give up. Thank you so much for that incredible advice and wisdom. And, again, thank you for being a guest. And for the audience, thank you. And um, I'm going to be seeing you guys in the next episode. Everyone um, have a, a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, before you go, just real quick, um, if you can just do me a favor, if you can head over uh, to the uh, Apple Podcast app, and if you're not there already, and if you can leave me a five-star review, that would be great. Um, If you love the show, if you can just go ahead and do that, and that will help uh, to spread the word about the show, and other people can enjoy the show as much as you do. And so if you can do that, that would mean the world to me. And also, if you want to email me uh, with any feedback or any praise or support, um, please feel free to go ahead and do that. And you can also email me to request to be put on our email list. Uh, So uh, we can uh, send you out emails uh, when new episodes come out. So uh, thank you very much for being a fan of the show. Thank you for listening to the show and supporting the show. So if you can do that, go out and give us a a five-star review on the Apple Podcast uh, app. That would be great. And if you can email us so we can put you on the email list and email us with feedback and praise, that would be amazing. Uh, Thank you so much, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye.